Where else can you go to not only find the information on how to train your dog, but the best deals on training equipment as well? Standing Stone Supply has everything you need to create that next versatile champion from DT system electronics down to even emergency med kits to take with you on your hunting trips. If you need some help with your training program, then their step-by-step online course might be a great fit for you, making it a convenient one-stop shop for the knowledge as well as the gear to take your training to the next level. Hit up standingstonesupply.com and promo code GDIY will save you 10%. As someone who constantly travels to new locations out of state to hunt, I have to rely on map scouting before I even get in the truck. Onyx Hunt Maps makes it super easy for me to plan out my trips as well as track my success while on the trip. The offline maps along with the tracking feature and ability to add pictures to my waypoints means I can always reference old trips and hunts to better prepare for the next. When planning your next hunt, be sure to use Onyx to put you and your dog in the best situation you can. Use code GDIY20 at checkout to save 20% and know where you stand with Onyx. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. GDIY profiles are bonus episodes that tell the stories of how your everyday handler got into the gun dog world. You will hear plenty of examples of what to do as well as what not to do and how they learn from those experiences. These episodes are being put out to tell the honest stories that we as do-it-yourself dog handlers can all relate to. If you think it would be a good fit for a profile episode, please go to gundogityourself.com and complete the form and we may get back to you so that you can share your story. All right, everybody, we are sitting up here at the Minnesota Grouse Camp. Kent Crowett is a glutton for punishment, decided to join us on a few hunts today. He came up, and uh, Kent, what made you want to come uh, not shoot grouse with us today? I don't know, just, just excited to come up and meet you guys and see your dogs and check them out and watch a few other breeds I haven't seen before and see what it was about yeah well nick always makes it sound bad like not shoot grouse with us we have seen a few birds <laughs> you know and we've had a good time we've ate good food and uh it's always fun to meet someone that uh listens to the podcast and just get to know them and all that stuff so thanks for coming up and hanging out with us man and yeah, yeah no problem how'd you get started out with uh bird dogs and everything so you hunted with nick today you and i are gonna hunt tomorrow but i haven't even really you know, heard your story. So how'd you get started in all this? Well, um, I grew, I grew up hunting, um, mainly with my dad. We were more focused on deer hunting. We'd occasionally go walk for grouse, but never with a dog or anything. Um, my dad was big into coon dogs and trapping and stuff. And I always thought the whole idea of having a dog just sound awesome. And then growing up watching like with Redfern Grows and all those oh, yeah. classic movies and having that best buddy hunt with you. It's just, I don't know, just, just something about it always appealed to me. Never experienced it. When I got a little bit older where I could get a dog of my own. Decided, this makes now, sense. Now's the time. Bought a house. Within a few months, bought a dog. <laughs> so. In that order. Gotcha. So you have a German wire hair pointer, which I had the privilege of hunting be- behind today. What uh, What made you go with the wire hair um i don't know i just always thought a pointing breed was 
the way to go. I don't know. I think they're cool just to see a dog lock up on point. And I've seen a few, but never really hunted behind one. And why I chose a wire hair, I guess. My buddy had a draught. Um, probably a couple which years. Is prior, a which is a wire hair. Which is a wire hair with a tattoo. I just, I just made a bunch of people mad, but that's all right. And uh, I just thought the dog was pretty cool looking. I liked its beard and started yep. doing. When I got to that time, I was doing research on breeds, and I always was kind of set on a setter just because I thought they're very nice looking dog. And yep. When I kind of found the wire hair, I was just like, oh, they can kind of do everything. Well, if I want to go duck hunting, you know, or this or that, that can supposed to be able to do everything so that what's what appealed to me yeah well how's it turned out for you how old's your dog now uh zoe turned five here nice she's a nice size dog man i really like a dog that's a little bit smaller i mean wire hairs and short hairs you see some that are 90 pounds and some that are 45 so i really like her size and then you got a puppy too right yep i uh just picked up tess and she's well not just she's about 10 months old at this point yeah now you didn't bring her today what were you what was your thought there well she's still hasn't pointed a bird yet um still young just trying to get her on some birds um she just went to heat and just been acting funny in the woods and just i know how that goes (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean what, what what's your plans with the young one are you just kind of bringing her up the same way you did the other one to grouse hunt mainly here, locally here in minnesota or uh, you have a, any plans other than just hunting grouse and woodcock you know what what are your grand dreams for these dogs what's well, it's changed over the years i guess originally with zoe i just wanted to pheasant hunt that was just seemed like the cool thing to do and here it's five seven hour drive to find good pheasant hunting from where I'm at, and why aren't I chasing grouse or in my backyard? And That's what I was going to say, man. You got grouse, <laughs> right? Like, we drove 16 and a half hours to hunt these grouse, or partridge, as you call them up here. Pats. Yeah, pats, partridge. But uh, why on earth would you leave this place to go hunt pheasants? Well, it's, I guess around the area, I just didn't grow up knowing anybody with an actual grouse yeah. dog that <laughs> yep. would point a grouse. I mean, people sure. have... We're kind of in lab country, and everybody has a, a lab that's a house yeah. dog. And how has the pheasant hunting worked out with you? Have you stayed in the state, traveled out of the state? How's it all worked out for you? Um, I mean, I guess in the in the state, um, my father in law lives down in Hutchinson, so I go down there and chase roosters when I'm when I'm around, you know, around Christmas time or so. But usually, I try and make a trip or two out to either South Dakota or North Dakota, and go chase birds and then in between those trips i try to get out during the week by home if it's a saturday i try to plan it yeah i'm gonna go out here there and just go explore and walk around with my dog and hopefully find some birds you know yeah absolutely so when you got your wire hair and you said that you're just brand new to it how did you go about kind of figuring out how to train the dog and if you didn't hunt with anybody that that hunted with dogs how did you go about learning all that well i mean i went into it completely blind um, just got the dog like a like, lot oh, of oh, us shit, i need to do something i paid a lot of money for this dog i want it to be you know you, you buy a dog you're invested years and you don't want a dog that's a pain in the ass for <laughs> yep 12 years that doesn't listen so it's you know i 
did a lot of reading. Um, tried to look on the internet like everybody else. Yep. Um, went to one local trainer, but he was more. I picked him because it was close. He, the price was right, but he was more of a field trial, you know, yeah. flushing dog trainer. But it got my dog on birds. You know, helped with the obedience. Yeah. Um, intro to birds, intro to guns and stuff like that. And then after a month, I just took it on on my own, just decided need to get her on birds. She'll just figure it out. She has it or doesn't, you know? So that was with your first one where you went to a trainer, all that stuff. What about with your second pup now? Are you test, right? Test. Yep. <clears throat> are you kind of doing all of it yourself? Or are you thinking about going to a trainer again? Well, I, Originally, I was going to go right away to the trainer in the spring. All this COVID stuff happened. It threw it for a loop. We weren't supposed to be meeting up or whatever. So mm-hmm. I just put it on hold, you know, and did some stuff in the yard, just, you know, stuff with bumpers and just some healing and whatever drills. And um, once it finally, I was like, oh, shit, she's six months old and I've done some minor stuff. I need to actually start working on some stuff. So ended up calling the trainer and went over there and got her on some pigeons and started to do some bird work. Got the, got the gun, you know, intro done. She's seen some birds. Yeah. Didn't reach the level I wanted by hunting season, but. Well, how about, how's Minnesota? I know a lot of States offer like spring training with birds or, or at least not spring, but early season training on birds where you can't shoot them but you can train them how's that work in minnesota do you try and do that or do they even allow that in this state uh yeah there's there's a date i can't remember off the top of my head what when it is that you can start running and i i watch that um page with the woodcock online when they're gonna be flying flying through and try and get out and you know it's Prior to that, I'm just doing puppy walks in my backyard. I got six acres. My neighbor has 80 surrounding me, so I just go walk, work on range, try and find some birds. Yeah. You know? Perfect. So you have some backyard birds out there? Like, it may not be a lot, but do you have some out there, especially when the woodcock flight comes through? Um, I didn't really find any woodcock this spring, but it was pot, mosquitoes. It doesn't take long. You just had enough, but... I did get get around a few birds here and there. They're usually just short, really quick walks, quick runs, you know. Yeah. Usually I was just more working on range and making sure she stays with me and Yeah. Just so, get her used to the woods. For sure. And and getting her used to a lot of stuff because what you know, we talked about a lot today when we hunted all day and so we can't cover everything we talked about, but you said one thing that stood out to me earlier is you you expose the dog to different situations knowing that it's going to make your life easier later on and so you're kind of a typical minnesota outdoorsman you chase partridge grouse what you know we're in the region so let's call them partridge pets (laughs) yeah and uh but you also do a lot of ice fishing and stuff like that and you're saying that you know you, you know it's it's coming up and so with the young pup it's important to just put them in that environment before you go in that environment so that you know it doesn't ruin your trip and so coming coming from another dog guy i i really appreciate that because it's so many you know you get guys that the dog is acting a fool in the kennel or acting a fool in the duck blind for the first time and they're like well you know i just can't bring them out and i'm like that 
they've never been exposed to that, but you're, you're using your wire hairs as a family member as well. And you're taking them out on the ice shack and you're just like, yeah, you know, I, I go out there before we go out in the ice shack and let them spend a night in the ice shack at the house. And then we go out there and they're familiar with it. And so you're understanding kind of how the dogs learn before they're in that situation that you expect them to act a certain way. Yep. And I don't know. It's, I mean, it's totally different dog number two than one. Number one, I was a lot more like, oh, I got to do this right. And you're all nervous that, am I doing this right? Am I doing it wrong? Yep. Who knows what's going on? You read 10 different stories for the <laughs> same exact thing you're looking at. You don't know what to do, where to turn. You see a um, bunch of do this, now absolutely. I'm a lot more and don't do this, yeah. Slow pace with, <clears throat> with tests. I mean, the way I'm looking at it this first year, it's just take it slow, exposure. Gonna happen, you know. If you want your dog to be able to ride in the truck, ever in the kennel, ever sleep in the kennel in the truck, in the camper, you know, get her used to everything. When she's a puppy, and we'll stay close, take her on a walk, and then when she starts getting to that teenage, whatever, she wants to just go do her own thing. Starting to change directions, make her, you know, it's it's just it's not really training in, in the first year. I feel like it's just trying to create good habits and you're not you're exposing them to different situations you're that's not exactly really training. right because i feel like if you try to bring the hammer down so to speak in the first year you get a lot of negative results from too much pressure and and, and i experienced that with zoe where you know you, you can see some stuff later on where it's like you know she'll hang her head low and you're like, no, you're fine. You're fine. But it's just from too much pressure when I was thinking this was the way to do it, you know? Right. And then you end up going, man, if I had this to do over and you look at your puppy and you go, well, I guess I do have this to do over. I guess watching videos and everything online, you're like, oh my God, someone's got a six month dog. It's got this prize on it. Look at that video. That thing's a rock star. It's like my dog's, Likes to go chase frogs, <laughs> yeah. whatever you know. And yeah, it's it's kind of well. That's reality, though. That, that's reality, though. Is no one no one shows you all the bad stuff. You know, it's all. I don't know. I <clears throat> I get on these social media rants sometimes, but all you see is here's how many birds we killed. <clears throat> well, it's not how did you harvest those birds. Here's all the good things about my dog. Well, what are all the bad things about your dog? <clears throat> you know, you've got this great dog in the field but the thing won't eat dinner when you put food out for it and it won't even sit in the kennel quietly you know you don't see the bad and you some of that stuff i feel like you can't you can't learn it by reading you have to experience it yes. go through it and then eventually you get a little bit of an aha moment and it starts to click and if no. everybody was just more honest about it kind of adam's points and caveat off yours it's like you won't have a new person with their first dog feel the pressure of like, Oh man, I have to live up to that six month utility dog or whatever. It's like, you know, just take your time. You and your dog will be better off for it. And don't feel pressure because, you know, somebody on Facebook, it's, you know, really push for something. And, and no matter what, like there's something at the end of that, that, you know, the dog might have a shortcoming of, uh, you know, who, who knows what that might be, but 
Yeah, I mean, so I'm curious. On the way back, we were talking about, obviously, there's kind of a geographical difference to where we live and where you live. And so we were kind of comparing Minnesota and Tennessee and just the seasons and everything. And you're, it's like a completely different world. You're walking me through the lakes freezing over and ice fishing and all that. And it just got me thinking. I'm like, you know, we hunt all the way through winter right and we can train all the way through summer as as miserable as hot hot as it gets you know there's water work and stuff i want to know like what's having a dog like up this far north when it snows and and ice is over like that do you get to train do you get to work on late winter birds or anything like that like i'm just it's in a different world so i'm just picturing being a dog owner up in this region compared to us well, I don't know. As far as hunting, I mean, you can go till about the first of the year, roughly, uh, chasing birds. And I, I hunt from day one all the way to the end. You know, it's, it's all birds. It's all good experience. It's all learning for me and for the dog. And um, once it gets past that point in winter, I mean, they're just hanging out. They're your buddy. It's not that I completely just throw them to the sides. Always uh, my house dog and a pet. You know, she's in the house with me and, but it, you're still working on little things. Um, like it's, it's dinner time. We sit at the table. I'll tell her to go lay on the mat. Otherwise she's got her nose up in my daughter's lap waiting for scraps. So, yep. it's, <laughs> so it's those things you work on or I'm cooking dinner, tell her to lay on her mat. So lay down, you know, and it's, it's those little things that add up where you get a more cooperative dog. For sure. From just that constant little bit, you know. Of, it, tra- it translates right. to the field, man. Those little things, you can tell when you hunt with a dog. I, I can almost be like, oh, this dog's got no rules in the house. It does whatever it wants. It gets table scraps, whatever. I'm like, yep, I can tell right now in the field by the way it's acting, <laughs> you know. So that's good. What What other kind of stuff do you do? in the off season when everything when there's three feet of snow and everything's frozen over up here what do you do um i don't know it's not like i do any formal training or anything i mean just take the dog out let her run around um take her on the lake go fishing she stays in the shack with me whatever so have you had the privilege so I've always wanted to like have a this big snow roosted grouse get up in front of me, just bust in snow and come up out and scare the crap out of me and my dog. And and have you had that experience up here when when you have like a real deep snow? Have you been able to go out your dog find a a bird and you're looking around? And you're like, where is it? And then it just comes up out of the snow like that. Um, not with a grouse, I guess. I mean, I've hunted them in knee deep snow. Um, I haven't had one burrowed in that I kick up, but I have had that with pheasants quite a bit because we go out in December chasing roosters. Mm-hmm. And like last year, I was out watching Zoe and she's working the fence line and uh, she goes on, gets birdie and starts to go on point. I'm like, I think she has a bird over there. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she just, like a fox, jumps straight up, nose straight into the snowbank, <laughs> dives in, disappears, pops up with a rooster flying out. Nice. Yes. And she crippled it because she got a hold of it, and luckily it was a rooster. And <laughs> apparently she wanted to take out her own bird. <laughs> and uh, it was, it was kind of fun to watch, but 
awesome. Now that's perfect bird dog work, but she pointed it for probably about 10 seconds as I'm trying to you get know, there. make my way through the snow up there. And then she just decided to dive in and get it herself. I guess. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I, one of these days I'm going to have to experience that, but yeah, Ken, I, I appreciate you making the trip up here. You know, it wasn't that far of a drive for you, but it was, it was a drive a couple hours and, uh, you know, I enjoyed hunting with you and, and meeting you in person. It's always fun uh, meeting some listeners and just kind of getting to know s- some semi-local people and, and you got to teach us a, a little bit of what you know about, you know, the, the cover and habitat, what some of the plants that yeah. you know and stuff like that. So, uh, I appreciate you kind of taking us under your wing and making the trip up, even though the, the weather wasn't exactly ideal today. You know, you, you saw that and knew that you're coming up to mid seventies degree weather and probably wasn't going to be that great of hunting, but, uh, I enjoyed it. So I hope you did too. Yeah, it was good time. Um, it's, it's fun either way, just to watch dogs run, whether there's birds or not. Just to watch, that was cool to watch the setter and your small Muncie run run around. And just two dogs I haven't watched work on the ground before, so it's fun to see that and see the different styles and how they, you know, look at the woods different than my wire hair, so to speak. Just getting together with someone else that shares the same passion that we do, the dogs and watching the dog work, and it's it's like we're all you know we're all on the same page. I, I mean, I met you this morning. And I'm like, yeah, man, he's just just another dude in the group hanging out. So I've enjoyed hanging out with you. I look forward to hunting with you in the morning. And thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate the invite and getting to hang out. Yep, let's get some birds in the morning. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy this podcast and would like to contribute even more to future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Gundog It Yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again in a year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukanuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pups start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukanuba to help power their ultimate performance Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.